Most of the world went into fear in March 2020 with the announcement of the pandemic. Marie shares her story of how that fear affected her for months. And then what shifted in her, although her external world didn't change much, it was her internal world that took her from fear to freedom. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world, where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. Welcome, everybody. On this podcast, I'm talking with the beautiful Marie from Canada, and we're going to hear her story from the initial announcement of the pandemic to now, 10 months later. How has life affected you? What was your initial reaction when you heard it's coming? My initial reaction, I was petrified. Not going to lie. It was a scary, just a scary thing to hear um, coming from a person myself uh, being someone who I do have underlying conditions um, so it it was really really scary for me Um, I went from not wanting to leave my home Mm -hmm. sending my daughter to do grocery I can't do this you're doing great oh Yeah, so that's how much emotion was there, right? Like, that's how much fear, your underlying conditions. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I was diagnosed um, December, two months before my 20th birthday with MS. Mm -hmm. So I've lived my whole adult life with it. Um, Four years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So this is, this is so real, Marie, and I'm so grateful that you are actually wanting to share because so many people are feeling just like you did. They, in that moment in time, and they're still feeling it, right? They're so afraid of what can happen. It just makes me angry that there was so much fear put into us. Um, I know I allowed it. Mm, I don't think you can say that when they were mass bombarding us every, everywhere. You know, everybody can feel this thickness of fear. But like I said, I, I was afraid to leave my home, do grocery shopping. I couldn't even take the groceries and I made her leave them on the doorstep so that I could clean them with my rubber gloves before they came into our home. Right. So I'm angry. I'm angry at the fact that those, those weeks and months were taken from us. I didn't think this was going to be so hard. Consider this a part of the healing right now. And this is why we're talking about healing from the inside out, because letting go of these emotions that we feel, the anger, the frustration, the sadness about 
others telling us what's going on and the and them being unaware of what each of us are actually feeling this is so many millions of people all around the world they're locked up still in that fear and the health profession is seeming to turn a blind eye to the consequences of what's going on so your honesty here is i can feel is totally helping other people because they're feeling the same way and they're going, when is it going to stop? So how, how did it stop for you? I'm not quite sure how it, how or when it stopped. It was probably, I'm going to say late May, early June. I don't know if I had a light go off and I just said, you know what? Something is not right. Um, I didn't feel we were are being told the truth about what was going on. And I just decided that um, life is short, very, very short. Um, we don't know today, tomorrow, when our num- number is going to be called, that I wasn't going to live the rest of my life being fearful. I wanted to live my life enjoying life, doing the things that I like to do, and surrounding myself with people who make me feel good. And it's been a long 10 months long, mm-hmm. long 10 months. Um, but like I said, I don't know when the light went off. I don't know what triggered the light to go off. I'm very happy that the light did go off and that I'm no longer living the way I was 10 months ago. So what is one of those things that's changed now for you that, that the light has gone off? I'm not afraid to leave my home for mm-hmm. one. Um, I don't take my groceries to the doorstep and wash them off before I take them in. Um, I hug people when I want to hug people, provided they want to hug as well. (laughs) Um, I just don't want to live in fear anymore, and I'm not living in fear anymore. Um, Like I said, none of us know when our day is. And until that day comes, I want to live it. Right. And I think that is... Really, for so many of us, that's a choice that we have to come to. What do we want our life to look like? We all see it differently. And some people that were introverts were saying, oh, I didn't know that my my real name was quarantine, that my life Mm -hmm. was quarantine. And so, but for someone that's an extrovert, being quarantined continually is, is got a whole other meaning, Right. So each of us responds differently to what's going on. And you could feel, just as you're starting to share your story, what went on back then at the beginning of the pandemic, how scared you were. And when you're scared, do you think your body was working optimally? Oh, no, I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I was just a miserable person. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even want to be be around myself. So I can't imagine how others wanted to be around me. Like it took the life from me. I was living, but it took the life from me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you were, you were existing versus living. That's You're, the word. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us have been existing these, these past months, right? People that are in seniors' homes, for instance... They want to be able to do all the things you're saying, hug and see their family and friends. Mm-hmm. 
that's their life. And we're saying, well, you're 85, but you were going to protect you just in case you get this. And meanwhile, you, you could die, as you say, tomorrow. And, and that's just it. We're not promised tomorrow. So when the so-called experts um, say, oh, you know, okay, it's only this Christmas or it's only this Mother's Day or it's only this Easter, are you promised tomorrow? Because I'm not promised it. I'm not even promised the next hour. <laughs> there you go. And I know, and I know people, I, I've known friends through this 10-month bullshit that have lost loved ones and couldn't be consoled by their family and friends. Yeah. So they had to go through this process of saying goodbye to a loved one, basically on their own. Not fair, not cool, not right. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, sure, I can pick up a phone and, and talk to my friend and, and, you know, but it's not the same as being there with her, holding her hand. Giving her a hug. Giving her a hug. Yeah. How are your friends and your family that care about you? Are they worried about you knowing that you've had pre-existing conditions? Oh, yes. And that's the big thing. It's like, Marie, like you have this and you have this and you really should be and blah, blah, blah. It's no, like I, I can't and I won't live my life in fear anymore. If my number is tomorrow, my number is tomorrow. Then I know I've lived today. Some are okay with it. Some have, I think, maybe think I've gone off my rocker, lost my mind, you know, like, but not, but it's, it's what it is. And I'm not going to back down. Uh, I've been a fighter my whole life and I intend to fight this. I, I intend to give it my all so that other people can be broken free of this bullshit that's going on. Wow. I can, I can feel that force within you as you just said that like I just thought what if everything you've gone through was for this moment in time for you to be that lighthouse to say I am someone who has had pre-existing conditions I have lived most of my life feeling like my body can't handle things and now I'm saying enough is enough and I'm are you enjoying your life now I am. I enjoy the people that I'm around. I'm enjo I enjoy the people that I'm with. And I make the little things count. Can you give examples to our, our listeners of what those little things are that, that you make count? Playing outside with my dog, as silly as that sounds. <laughs> you know, going for a drive with my husband. Um, he owns a bike, so we ride a lot in the summertime. So those things are just very important to us. <laughs> Sorry, I just, when you talk bike, you're talking about a motorcycle. Yes, a motorcycle. Yeah. Okay, because we just want that clarity because lots of bicycles are being purchased <laughs> everywhere. And some people are, are, you know, have wanted a bicycle to get them someplace to play. So when they're, when you said bike, they're going the two of you on a bike? No, she means a motor. So he does they have like a Harley? <laughs> no, he has a, a, a striker. Okay. 
Yeah. And I, I, I last year took my um, course for the bike license, uh-huh. uh, thinking it may be on my bucket list this year to ride. But mm-hmm. if not, I'm okay riding with, with him on, on the back. Um, so things like that. Just, just the little moments, just the sitting, being quiet by myself and not really doing anything, just, just sitting by myself and just observing, I guess, what's going on around me. Family suppers. We don't have a whole lot of anymore because my kids are older and grown. But when I can get them all together under the roof, those are important. Taking And taking time just to, to sit. And I go to the shore a lot and just sit just to hear the ocean, smell the ocean. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for me when I went through my, my breast cancer diagnosis and, and whatnot was going, sitting at the shore, just listening to the ocean, smelling the air. The important thing. Being present. That's what you're talking about. You're being present when you're playing with your dog or, you know, riding. I, I have yet to have the privilege of riding on the back of a bike. Oh, it, okay. it's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Totally amazing. And I love it. And people think my husband and I are crazy. You know, oh, we're going to get killed on this bike. And I say, you know what? If that happens, we die doing something we both love. And that's the idea, right? Living for the moment, doing what you enjoy is really what life is mm-hmm. life isn't avoiding dying is it no because life is dying and we all are going to die at one time or another I'm not afraid to die uh, if my number gets called tomorrow I'm not afraid I'm ready to go I'm afraid for who I leave behind this way this crazy world is right now that's what I'm afraid of I'm not afraid of dying because it's part of it. Living, part of living is dying. We die every day to things, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we, you had to die to your kids growing up, right? In that sense, but you know, every year they grew up, we went to school as a mother. We, in a sense, died to last year's role. You know, we died to yesterday. Mm-hmm. We just, most people still want to carry it forward. So, you know, I posted earlier today, I was like, if today, this morning's a clean slate, it's a clean slate. What do you want to do today? What do you want to create today? I just remember that from my Mamie when I was a young girl and she used to say it, you know, um, part of living is dying. And I, I can honestly say that I'm not afraid, but I am afraid to what I leave behind for the ones behind me. I'm afraid for my loved ones, I guess. Well, you want to say more about that? You're afraid that they won't be able to cope without you? I'm not sure if it's the coping. I, I think it's because I tend to be the the put her together person, make sure everybody's doing okay person. <laughs> I'm kind of that, I guess I'm going to toot my own horn and call myself the rock. Right. It keeps us together and safe, if that's the right word to you. So in the beginning, you were keeping everybody by safe by following all the Yes. recommendations that they were, you know, broadcasting out to us. Now you're keeping yourself safe by living and being in joy. Yet is any of your, are any of your family members feeling threatened by your new version of safety? Nope. I think they all felt it before I did. Ah. And I don't know if that was part of me being the protector again, that, oh, they just don't know what they're doing. Like they, 
they have to stop this foolishness and they have to listen to, you know, everything that we're being told to do and da 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 and my awakening or my light or whatever mm-hmm. it was that came upon. They're like, wow, mom, we're glad to see this. Like you're back and you're who you are and you're not the crazy lunatic that, you know, we're back in March whenever, you know, you didn't want to leave the house. I mean, I didn't even want to go for coffee with my husband in our own vehicle. And when we did go, I would be the crazy fool that would sanitize my hand or my coffee mug. Hello? Right. You know, it it was scary. It was scary and it was, it, it was just not right. Like my heart hurts for people that still feel this and have carried this for 10 months and have been seen beyond the stuff that we're told that I believe is untrue. Like when you were in, in this overwhelming fear, you can't really see anything else, right? Like, no, nope, you just see the fear. Fear, fear, fear. It was 24-7 fear. There's a lot of people that are, as you said, that are still feeling it. And that, in a sense, has, has got you to the point of wanting to speak out. And, and when you've spoken out, let's say, to some of your friends that have maybe thought differently... How does, how does that made you feel? I feel better about speaking out, um, whether they think I'm crazy or not, that's, that's on them. Um, and, and I've lost a few friends over my crazy thoughts, I guess you're going to have to say, um, but that's okay. Um, I'm hoping when things do a turnaround here, they, you know, I'll, I'll never hold it against them. It's, it's what they believe. Um, but I, I just, I do. My heart hurts for people that are still carrying around this cup of eyes, I guess I'm going to call it cup of, you know, that heavy feeling that we're, you know, it, it does. My heart just hurts for people that haven't, can't see past that. And I know it's hard because, like I said myself, it was a good March, April, May, probably three and a half to four months where I was in that fog, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand how people feel. Um, I hope by speaking out that it helps someone, even one person, see that there is more out there and it is okay to to step out of that and just live. Yeah. If, if, you know, one of my favorite sayings is that if the pandemic is working for you, right, if the pandemic is working for the whole planet, what would you say has worked for you? I'm not sure what you mean. Well, if, if the pandemic has, is to your advantage, right? Like if, if you've learned something through this whole process, right? What is it that, that you've learned that is working to your advantage for the rest of your life? If you had to just paraphrase it again. I've learned that I can trust myself and it's okay to be me. Um, it's okay to live outside the box. It's okay to question. Um, it's okay to voice my concerns. doesn't matter what other people think. Um, I'm just as important as anyone else. So yeah, I've learned to just be who I am and be true to to me, Marie, not anyone else. It's beautiful. 
And, and if, if that was what everybody is, let's say, supposed to learn about this is to learn to trust themselves and what they're feeling and to be free, just everything. Like I could just box that up and put it in a gift package, what you just said, and send it to people. Because if everybody could receive that gift of being okay, being themselves, right? Trusting their guidance, being able to speak their opinion, free speech is what we call it. Um, yes. it, just, it, it just seems to disappeared from the, the regular mainstream narrative. Maybe it has always disappeared. We were only under the illusion that we had it. And now we're really taking a stand for it. That's how I tend to see things that people are all being given the opportunity during this pandemic to face their, their own fears, however they are, whether it's a you know, fear of death, fear of losing income, fear of change, you know, fear of family members dying, like whatever their fear is, fear of speaking out, fear of, you know, um, somebody reprimanding them. And as we each learn to face our own fears, we give permission, like you're doing just the listeners here that are going, oh my gosh, if, if she can do this, I can do this. Because right now you've got a lot of conversation around the mental health of Canada and the rest of the world that these people are being mm -hmm. confronted with their own thoughts. So you're still in a situation where essentially you could still be in the house because may you could still leave the house like you can now. Right. Yes. But your inner mind is working entirely different from may to now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that some, it wasn't that the narrative outside changed it was what changed for you. That's right. It changed in me that I wasn't going to allow other people, others' thoughts, others' restrictions to keep me in a box. Um, I don't believe I was put here to be in a box, as silly as that may sound. Um, I've been through a lot in my short time on this earth. Like I said, I spent my whole adult life dealing with um, MS and whatnot, and then the cancer. And it just, just things like that tend to make you, I know I, can, I shouldn't say make you, I can only speak for me, mm -hmm. um, make me feel that life is important and it's important to live it. And it's, you need to enjoy it because like I said earlier, it's, we don't know when our number is going to be called. Right. And I don't want to have regrets when it's my turn. I don't want to leave this this earth with regrets. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I just want to be a better person. And I just want to be a better person and help if I can. Just, you know, I love to smile at people, but you can't smile at people now. Or people don't smile back at you because of the damn face diaper things. And just, it's just not, we're people that need, we need to see expression and feel it. And to me, in order for me to feel it, I shouldn't, most of the times I need to see it to feel it. Well, that's, that's a great one. So you're smiling at people. However, they may not be receiving the smile because um, are you wearing, as you just said, the face diaper thing? Oh, sometimes. 
when I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard, I, like when you when you see people, you don't have one on, and they have one on, and it's just glare. Like it's like staring into a movie, TV, or something. Like there's no. I don't even know how to explain how I'm what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard a um, a young athlete. Uh, she's down at a U.S. college right now, and and she is playing on a sports team. And she was describing, I just describing her life of how she's wearing the mask. And she goes, yeah, it's just like second nature to me. I can't leave my room unless I put it on to go to the washroom in the dorm. And she goes, you know, lots of times I go to eat my food and I realize I still have the mask on. And, and that just was like, like, wow, you know, in such a short period of time, Mm -hmm. A person can say, oh, it's like second nature to me. And for those of us, you know, that have had the experience of being as authentic as we can about what, what we are each feeling guided to do, it is, it's, it's just as mind-blowing to us that people are wearing this face mask as it is mind-blowing to the people that are wearing the face mask that are still in fear that we would consider doing anything other than wearing the face mask. I think if we can just learn to respect that everybody's where they are, and this is part of why I'm so grateful that you're sharing the story is because each of us has our own personal experiences and each of us has our own fears. And it's only through our own personal healing of this, our own releasing, our crying, our getting angry, letting the emotions out, you know, releasing the feelings in your heart, you know, because we can have compassion for other people when you're expressing like you are now and being your truth, you're actually having a greater impact on people than playing small because you're literally giving permission to other people to stand up and speak their own truth and follow their own guidance. Yes. And how does that feel? That feels, I like that feeling. Uh, Yeah, I do. Um, Like go back to the mask. I mean, that's a choice. And if if that's your choice to wear it for you to feel safe, great. I don't like the fact that people try to push it on everyone else. Um, I'm an adult. I'm a grown woman. I know how to take care of Marie. Um, I know if Marie is not feeling good, Marie should stay home, Mm -hmm. get some rest, you know, those types of things. Uh, I don't like the fact that we are labeled um, and that we are uncaring because that's not the truth because I'm a very caring person or I believe that I'm a very caring person. Um, I would bend over backwards for anyone. So to be told because I don't wear the mask, I'm uncaring, um, can be hurtful. Uh, I try and look past that. Because that's not who I am. The world just needs more love. Yeah. Um, I watched a video the other day with littles, little ones, mm-hmm. you know, probably five, four, five, and six. And I mean, if we sat back as an adult and watched these children, we could learn a whole lot from them. Yeah. If we started to look at each other with that same love and forgiveness and realize that everybody has some sort of fear and we're only 
like in a sense, helping the world release the fear and start to trust and have faith again, that things can work out in their favor, like these little children. You know, they don't wake up with all their fear unless we give them it really. Unless we give them their fear. Mm -hmm. And that's in a sense what the world did to us in that pandemic. We all were in a sense, handed down this plate of fear and we ate from it. Fear is the most damaging spirit. (laughs) It, It immobilizes you, you know, and it can sit there and just, as someone said to me the other day, they're like invasive thoughts. They just keep coming at you. And it's almost like, you, you know, you have to start to take that responsibility like on your phone and, and blocking, you know, a, you know, somebody that's bothering you, you know, on a posting. You have to say enough. And I know when you're feeling very weak and vulnerable and that it can feel overwhelming, it's, it's if you can just find that little gap, that space, and you may not even know what that moment is, like you were saying, when the light shifted. But if you can just for just a moment, believe that maybe there's hope, then notice what you're noticing as things start to open up. And if you happen to be listening to this podcast, then I'm going to suggest that this is, this could be this moment that you're starting to realize, you know what, it can be different. I might be inundated with these fearful thoughts, but I can take one step at a time and get out of the box. Like, Marie out of the box, Jacqueline out of the box. Out of the box. Out of the box. <laughs> yeah. And when you get, when the springs get cut off the box, when instead of just being the jack in the box and getting pushed back in, <laughs> if the springs can go, it can be like complete freedom. <laughs> yes. And uh, I was just having another thought as you were speaking. Um, when we got the, the old news back in March, you know, about the big pandemic and whatnot. I, I think I was more fearful then than I was when I had my breast cancer diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So put that on your plate, Yeah, <laughs> you know, because it was the unknown. Although with the breast cancer, it was unknown as well to a certain extent. But yeah, it's if fear is, is it's 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 a terrible thing to be fearful. It's a hard way to live. It's not a it's not a good way to live to be fearful. Um, so I am I'm very grateful that my spring has been broken and I'm out of my box. <laughs> From fear to freedom. From fear to freedom. And may all beings listening to this find their freedom. I hope, I pray, I hope and pray that freedom is found. Because Thank it you. is, like I said, it, it's, it's a terrible way to live. And I, I feel just even having our conversation right now, I know at first I was all over the board and emotional and whatnot, but I feel a sense of... <sighs> you did it. So if... My, if my speaking helps one person come out of their box, I'm grateful for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful that you shared your story. Thank you.
Healing from the inside out is what the entire planet is doing right now. Every single person is coming face to face with their fears. False expectations appearing real. Even though it seems so real, it's when you start to do your own inner work, your outer world shifts. It's like bending reality. If you want to experience more calm, centeredness, and trust your inner guidance to actually lead you to your heart's desires and be co-creative in this brand new world that you wish to see, then hop on over to my website at bestwholenewworld.com and sign up for the next five-day experience. Have an awesome day. You deserve it. You're essential.